Can I move this out? You can move it anywhere you want, Jackson. We are live at Books, Beer, and Networking, and we're in the month of October. Woo! Spooky stuff. Spooky stuff, right? So what's the book today? So we reviewed Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki. That's pretty cool. So, so before we get into that, Jackson, what's new since last month? What's new since last month? Um, I, I know you weren't expecting that, were you? No, I wasn't. Yeah, so Man. throwing you a little bit off guard here before we dive into this book and got some exciting news about uh, the next one and where it's going to be. So, All right. Well, in, in my world, Rob, it's just been a lot of um, going back to what I know. Um, I've had a couple curveballs, a couple challenges that I wasn't expecting, and it's nothing that I can't wrap my head around. Um, but what I'm finding is oftentimes it, feel, it feels better and it's easier to just – um, sweep something on the carpet or to, you know, focus on something else. But I know that I've gotten where I am because, um, once I've identified a issue, um, I know how to get after it and, um, try and address those things. So I've been spending nice. a lot of time <laughs> kind of staring down some challenges in the face and thinking, okay, first, now that I know this exists, what are three good things because of it? You know, my uh-huh. rule of three to one. <laughs> and then, um, once I've gotten my three good things that will, that will come from this or I'll learn from, and then trying to figure out what are some options of which I can make the situation better. So very good, very um, good. That's been my last month, and uh, reading this book has has brought me back, man. I uh, I first read this book in college back in the early two thousands, and it totally changed my mindset of how how money works and how work works. Oh no doubt. Oh, before we do that, thanks for the River West Stein Amber Lager. Um, I appreciate that, Jackson, because typically the beer that you bring in here is <laughs> a, a different show. But um, yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that was the first book I read just before I started in uh, Flipping Properties. Oh, no kidding. It was the first book I went out there and I started looking around in 2009, <clears throat> 2010 era. And that was the first book. And that just really got my mindset to where I wanted to be. I was familiar with uh, Richard Kiyosaki through his real estate dealings and building wealth. So that's why I bought the book, and that really goes into, you know, why I got into flipping real estate, or part of the reason, and one of the first books that was like, okay, here's how to do it, or ideas about what to do. Yeah, and this is, it's interesting, because Robert talks a lot about property as he goes through this book, and there's some really, some things that I, you know, read a decade ago that have never, ever escaped my mind. Things like, when you buy a rental property, you you hold on to it until it builds enough equity where you can cash out and you buy a bigger one. Yeah. And you never you never just cash out and you're done because as soon as you do that, you have capital gains tax. And now the tax person is in your pocket. Exactly. So one of the things that I had just never crossed my consciousness <clears throat> is when you're in the real estate game, if you're in a buy and hold situation, that you are um, – building equity you're not necessarily working to own a single building exactly and you know and i took that to heart is like when i bought my first property in <clears throat> when the hell was it uh, 2007 which i still own it and the market crashed and it's taken me till 2019 to start to break even and but i look at it as you know what it's a nice property nice location it's a long-term hold mm-hmm. and i got good people and you know what and it's paying itself off i'm not doing it Plus, I'm making a little bit of money that pays my mortgage at home. And so if you look at the whole philosophy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and a lot of the talks about, my assets are paying for my liability. And that's one of the big things um, 
you know, even outside of property, what is an asset? What is a liability? That's how this book starts out. And I love that it breaks down that your car is not an asset. No, it's the biggest liability you can have. Right. Your car is not going to make you money. Your car is not going to um, help you to grow more wealth. Best case scenario, it gets you places. And in reality, there's expenses like uh, fuel, insurance, and repairs that actually make this a liability. Um, even, even owning your own house is a liability. People think of it as an asset. It's not really because you work all day to pay for your house that you live in. It's just like that car. And there's certain areas. Yeah, you can make equity over long time or fluctuations within the market, but in reality, it'd be better if you had those assets that would pay for your li- your assets to pay for your liabilities. And I think that's one of the very, very first things to talk about with this book, Rob, is how Robert Kiyosaki breaks down asset is it is something that makes you money, something that is increasing your cash flow, increasing your wealth. And just because it's stuff and just because you own it and has value to it, that doesn't mi- mean that it's an asset. At best, it's a um, low liability, right? Because it's not right. sucking money out of you. Um, but in, in the example of Rich Dad Poor Dad, he talks a lot about property and how one can use that property, one, to earn a little bit of positive cash flow, but two, all the money that you're putting back into that home is building equity. And whether you sell it outright or change it into a larger unit, um, that is equity that someone else is putting in that home, the, the tenant, not you. Exactly, exactly. I want to quote one of my favorite statements or quotes out of this book that really hit me hard when I read the book. And to this day, and it's the difference between being poor and broke, is broke is temporary. And being poor is a state of mind. And it is so true because I've been broke, but I don't think I've ever been poor. Because, you know, if you made $100,000 at one time, you know how to do it again. And if you could do that over again without, you know, putting yourself down or out, you know how to do it. But when you start saying things like, I can't, or it's not fair, or the man, or whatever, those are the start things. Start blaming other people. And, and when it's other people's fault, you, you can't change other people, right? Like, that's, that's the, one of the toughest lessons I've had to go through in life is understanding that no matter what my experience has been, I can't take that and share it with someone else in a way they can use it as effectively as I can. Yeah. Um, man, this is, this is such a good book. I, Robert talks about education, you know, every time you say Robert, I think you're talking I'm about... I'm sorry, you're, man. Do you, you want me to real, call... You want to say Mr. Kiyosaki? <laughs> you're, like, you're making me sound so good, Jackson. Keep it up. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just say Robert K. from now on. So or Rob I'm, K., I'm, you know? That's, that's me. <laughs> I know, man. You I can't know. get away from it. <laughs> um, he talks about the different jobs that he had growing up and different, um, different ways that he earned money. Um, one of the things that uh, was just a, a really nice story to hear is that um, the, I mean, the, the premise of the book, if you haven't read it yet, is uh, Robert Kiyosaki grew up in Hawaii, and he had a best friend. And Robert Kiyosaki's father was a educator. He was more of the um, higher-up superintendent-type people in the educational system in Hawaii. And um, Robert's best friend, his father was a, a real estate mogul. And that's where this this title, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, comes from is 
uh, Robert Kiyosaki's father always told him, look, go out, get a good job, or go out, get educated so that you can get a good job, and that good job will pay you money, and then you can buy a nice house and have nice things. And that was the message that he had heard from little on. Then he meets his friend, and his friend, um, how'd that go? His his friend and him were were going to work for his friend's dad, and his dad said there will be no money. There isn't a wage here. I'm here to teach you how to earn money and how to make money. And the idea was look around you, use the the resources and the assets that you already have and find way or use the resources you have and try and turn them into assets, right? So take the things that you have and figure out how to make money out of them. And one of the first ways they did that is they pooled all their comic books together into a room and hired out one of their younger sisters to take a quarter at the door to let people come in and read for the day. And all of a sudden they started using one of their resources uh, which are these comic books and turning them into assets, which is something that creates revenue because they had understood that they have something that people would pay for. And that was the beginning of his journey of using the things around him to have people pay him and um, build wealth. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> we also talked Rob, about, um, about the idea of the difference in working a job and owning a business. Yeah, no doubt. That's huge. I mean, it's, you know, I got nothing against people that go out there and get a job. I've done it half my life as well, but it goes into, you know, a, it's, it's right here, thinking that a job makes you secure as you're lying to yourself, especially nowadays. And of the, it's not like you go work for an A.O. Smith back in the day and you worked here for 30 years and you get a pension and you retire and all that good stuff. You're looking to make it, you know, five, 10 years regardless of where you're at. And, you know, when it goes to working a job versus working a business, and how does it go, Jackson? Is it with the taxes? Yeah, so the, at the end of one of the chapters, uh, there's a really, really clean diagram. And Robert Kiyosaki breaks down, this is how people who have a job, a W-2, how, this is how their money works. So they earn their money, then they're taxed on that money, and then once they have, once it goes to the tax system, then they have the money they can spend. Whereas in America, when you own a business, you earn your money, then you spend that money, and what's left over is taxed on. And just, you know, thinking round numbers here, if you make $1,000 a week and three and $300 comes out for taxes, you have $700 to spend. As a business, if you make $1,000 a week, you spend $300, now you're getting taxed on $700, and we're looking at a, a pretty big delta of what, quote-unquote Uncle Sam is getting and what's landing toward um, the benefit of that person. Yeah, that, that's huge. And I think, you know, when people get to see that, it's it's really clear, you know, what they can do and the differences between that. And like you said be- before is, you know, the difference between an asset and a liabilities is huge. You know, assets puts money in your pocket and, you know, the liabilities take money out of your pocket. And you know, it, it would be nice if this would be a book that was a, a must-read in high school. Um, you know, some more books like this, you know, I'm kind of dating myself, you know, but I never had information like this in my hands at the high school level. And it hasn't changed much. Um, there's actually an organization that I work with, Rob, it's called Secure Futures. And, um, myself and I think there's about 700 volunteers, um, in the area that are working directly with high school kids and talking about, this is how budgeting works. This is how a savings account works, a credit card, um, this is how interest works. And having some of those really basic conversations, which I, this book right here, 
it was really the first time some of these ideas were presented to me. Mm -hmm. And I read it in college because I just happened to stumble across it. Um, having this type of education for younger people um, is great because they don't have to make some of the mistakes that, that everyone else has. Um, it's one thing if you run up your credit card bill knowing that you're responsible for um, 30% on top of what you charged. It's another thing if, if you really do think that this credit card means that you have $5,000 and um, you have to spend four or five years digging yourself out of that hole uh, because you just didn't have the understanding. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So one of the, just a takeaway from Robert Kiyosaki in general, between Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I've also read the, um, the 21st Century Business uh, Leader by, by Robert Kiyosaki. And everything that he talks about is how can you make your how can you make your effort and your money work for you? And one of the things there, there's three big items that Robert Kiyosaki has has identified as ways to do that. Um, one of them is network marketing, where you have other people making sales and you're earning money on top of that. Yep. Um, the other is investing, right? So um, when you are borrowing your money to someone else, they are using that money to fulfill their dreams, grow their businesses, and they're sharing some of it with you on the back end. And then the third is real estate. Real estate, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying having a house here in Milwaukee and having a house, um, you know, down in Florida, that's not that's not um, doing what we're talking about, rich dad, poor dad. That's owning two liabilities. <laughs> um, <laughs> that vacation home's not an asset? The, if, if, you are, if you are at your vacation home three weeks a year, and you have a team in that location that's Airbnb-ing it and flipping it up and flipping it weekly, and you have tenants moving through there, you have an asset. But if you have a home in wherever that you go three or four weeks a year and visit and really enjoy it, and it sits there the rest of the time, that is a huge, huge liability. liability. No doubt. This has been a really cool book. I'm glad it's one that's on the list. Um, what do we have up for, for next month, for the month of November? So the month of November... Um, we're looking at November 21st, 3 p.m., and we'll be talking about The Go-Giver. The Go-Giver. Who's the author of The Go-Giver, Um, Bob Berg and John David Mann. And this is this is another one of those parable-style books. So we had read The Alchemist earlier in the year, very much the same idea, where it's fictional characters, it's a very light read. Um, I, I don't... I think this is certainly a book that anyone could read um, on a flight if they're going somewhere over the holidays. Um, actually, this will be read before Thanksgiving. But if you have a flight coming up, it's something you can read on a flight, something you can read over like two or three nights before you go to bed. Um, and a lot of the lessons in The Go-Giver are things that, um, especially with the folks we network with, really powerful ideas to continue to um, be influential in other people's lives. And as we know, with the law of reciprocity, when we help others, we help ourselves. And this is this this uh, next month in November is going to be something different. Instead of being at our, our local spot at Bar Louie, uh, we're going to be here at my studio at the Zacker Corporation, and we're going to record our book review live. It's not going to go out live that same day. It might go out later right after it, but we're going to record our conversation uh, right here in the studio and you know, get everybody's input like that. So we're gonna try something a little bit different. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Zach is putting up the space for us, so that's really gonna be a lot of. It's gonna be cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah, and if you're someone who's like, you know, I, I've been listening to the podcast, or I always see Robin Jackson talking about book club on social media and stuff like that, beer books, networking, but you just haven't, 
you know, you, you haven't taken that step to get involved, this is a really easy book to do it. It's a short book. We're all going to be at the uh, at the studio here, so you actually get your name and your voice out on a podcast. So if you haven't been part of that, it's a great opportunity to see the space. Um, and uh, golly, uh, both Rich Dad Poor Dad and did you say golly? I did say golly. Did say it golly? just came up. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I, I, yo, golly, G- damn it, G Willikers. G um, Okay, Batman. <laughs> So, uh, these are these have both have been books that um you know first crossed paths with over a decade ago and have stuck with me because the principles are so clear and it's written in a way that's easy to understand, um, which I think is is great for anyone who is working into becoming one of those longtime lifetime learners and being a reader. Yeah, and also what we're going to be doing is over the next uh, two months as well is I'm going to be putting some polls out there and some questions to the audience as far as uh, getting our list of books ready for 2020. So uh, keep that in mind too. If you got some ideas, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Love your feedback. Uh, anything you had, if you missed out yesterday, it was a great event at Bar Louie. Uh, great turnout. There were some great conversations. So, you know, once again, Jackson, you're crushing it, man. Hey, this has been a lot of fun, Rob. I again, you know, this, this just came from a conversation and kicking ideas around, and we're going into season two of Beer Books and Networking. So we're gonna finish strong. We'll be here at Exacta on uh, November twenty first, three p.m. We'll be covering The Go Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. We'll finish the year out strong with uh, an absolute literary classic in the self growth world, which is Think and Grow Rich. We'll cover that one in December. Think and Grow Rich. Excuse me. Um, how to Win Friends and Influence, influence People. people. I, was like, by, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God, you've got to do it again? <laughs> when, I, when I say things like an all-time classic, <laughs> sometimes Thinking Growers just comes out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, no but, doubt. Um, how to Win Friends and Influence People by the one, the only, Dale Carnegie. And um, our list for 2020 will be coming out in December. So if there's anything that's changed your life and you want to share it, let us know, and we can get that on the list um, for 2020. Sounds good. Thanks, Jackson. All right, thanks a lot, Rob. <laughs>